I'm talking, I'm talking, you're giving me something. We're on. We're rolling? We're rolling. Oh, we're recording. This is it! This is it. This The journey. Welcome everyone <laughs> to Brad and Ned's Top 5 Albums, Episode 5. Which means it's the last. The podcast of the future, if where my... nothing could possibly <laughs> go wrong. If my numbers are correct, <laughs> this is the last one of five. We've, we've crunched the numbers. Uh, accounting is telling us that this is the last one. It's been a journey. It has been a journey. Yeah. Actually, I thought literally when we started this, five weeks <coughs> and then we'd be Excuse done. Me. And now I know that was so naive like and simple. Seven it's months like, later, yeah. Trump is now president. And... <laughs> so much has happened, man. So much has happened in the meantime, and right, the Olympics so are on. The the Olympics are on. We've got so if you hear some some cheering or some swearing, we've got the Olympics on in the background, watching some big air. Big air. I really. We were talking about this earlier. I really like these like X game sports. Well, you've been liking the the Olympics. Every oh, time I come over, you're you're on your couch with some watching bizarre, Olympics. yeah, like two man luge. You spend a lot of time watching two man luge. <laughs> oh, the two man yeah. luge, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's uh, that's unfortunate. Um, How have we been doing? I mean, I've I've sort of watched the numbers. We seems so like we're this we're is third, now which a is good. Record uh, setting Olympics for us for total medals. Oh, is that right? 27, 28 as of today. Because it seems is, to be a lot of bad news stories, you know, with with curling. Well, and just with curling and hockey. Where we just sort of autumn. Well, I mean, women's we we did get a, a silver medal. We're killing it in skeleton. And uh, yeah, skeleton. We're trashing yeah. it. We're doing well in uh, bobsled. We're doing yeah. really good though in these like free. Actually, it's the, yeah, it's the new the new yeah, sports, the, the newfangled sports, sports yeah, which probably not even that new anymore. Slope style and uh, big air and these things. Yeah. yeah, we're doing pretty awesome. But we're not doing as well. As- Norway, which I don't get. Norway is basically a sovereign wealth fund. With a whaling fleet, and they're like <laughs> they are crushing the Winter Olympics. Yeah, well, they have a lot of winter, so I guess it they, makes sense that they but, would be quick. I mean, no this. more than us, right? And they mm, have like one sixth the population. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, there's so many. You also have to look at like, so I think of Summer Olympics and swimming. Yeah. So because the Dutch do this, because the Dutch the do Brits this, do it with cycling as well. Yes, and the yeah. Dutch do it with speed skating. Yeah. So it's like we're gonna like because there's so many potential medal options in that in the various yeah. disciplines that they ended up a huge metal hall when all they have is like one gigantic speed skating team. Well, that's it, right? I mean, the Dutch are like doing pretty well. I think they're like fifth in the standings. Yeah, and, it's all the, and it's all speed skating. Medals. There's yeah. nothing else there. No. Yeah. And the Norwegians, a little more breadth with the Norwegians. Like they've got, you know, different, uh, like Alpine events, but they're really good at the Nordic events. Like, what the, what are Nordic? Is that the cross country cross country? Oh, okay. yeah, battle. Yeah. yeah, and uh, so they're obviously quite proficient in that. And again, there's a lot of disciplines. There's like a relay. There's different distances. There's like five k, four. Biathlon should be a bigger sport. I think biathlon's so cool. Yeah, you know, skiing. It's with basically a gun. it's basically fighting the Russians in the Winter War. Yeah, right? it's yeah, like, that's yeah. what it well it derived yeah. from. Yeah, yes, is he's like Alpine troops, like you know, it, ski it, troops. Yeah, it, there should be like team biathlon where you with paintball guns and you're like <laughs> trying. There's so much you could do with that. Hunt world's dangerous game. Yeah, man. Oh, yes. <laughs> Most it's like dangerous. there's a, there's a there's a summer sport that I think the poles excel at. I think it's pentathlon. Yes, that combines like sword, sword fighting, fighting and horseback riding, pistol, <laughs> dueling, pistol dueling, and slapping with gloves like to defend your honor or yeah. something. Yeah, the, uh, that is a yeah, that's like an old aristocracy yeah. sport, pentathlon, Olympic pentathlon, yeah. where. The communist countries actually did really well. Awesome. So, uh... Oh, yeah, we should probably... We should probably talk about some music. Yeah, all right. Oh, God. Uh, I know. We're still doing this. Still doing... That's what our listeners are saying. (laughs) 
The guy's still on. Feels like we've been at this for five weeks already. He's still talking about albums? Jesus. All right, let's get this over with. Let's just dive in. You Uh, you go first. You go first. I'll go first. I have no idea what your album is, once again. I know. It's kind of our thing. I shouldn't say I'm surprised. Yeah, so this will be. This is an interesting one. There's a lot of depth in this music, and uh, but it comes from a icon, an icon mm-hmm. of North American music, Johnny Cash. Oh, okay. Now Johnny Cash towards so it. So you're and, staying close to a theme. Yeah, I have pretty much, haven't I? Yeah. Like I had outlaw country music. Yeah. I had like the sort of new fangled country music with uh, with Steve Earle. Yeah. Uh, well, then I deviated with some Celtic music for a while. Yeah. Okay, that's true. Keel, that's true. Yeah. But. Uh, yeah, but I mean, then, it's not like you're gonna pop out like some without some Nina Simone or no, uh, no, yeah. no. There's no surprises with me. Yeah, I'm a that's very true. linear you, person. You know, what you see, what is, you what see you which is what you get. Yeah. So Johnny Cash, towards the end of his life, uh, was uh, matched up with uh, Rick Rubin. From, you betcha. Uh, was Def Jam? Def Jam. Jeff yeah. Jam. And did a Jeff ser- Dam. Jeff Dam. I, he does such good work. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, released a series of albums called The America Recordings. He did. And the one that I love the most that... I don't know if it got the most airplay. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how they each one sold. Or how many the were there before we get there? I think there was four or five. Okay, yeah. And this is... And the one, five? Holy cow. Yeah, and the one that I like... The, I did hear all of them. I didn't own all of them. Yeah. But I did know the music from all of them. And my favorite is the America 4 recording. Okay, so which one, name the big song from that one, because that's probably how I'm going to know it. Yes, and this is a big song. So this was from the old Nine Inch Nails tune, Hurt. Ah, this was the the big one. This yeah. was the big one. And it also sort of coincided, the release of this album, the release, do you remember the video for that song, Hurt? The I, video that Johnny Cash did for it. I imagine it was very dark. It was unbelievably dark, but very thoughtful. And it was yeah. really all about his life and the sort of roller coaster that was his life and sort of questioning it in this very religious spiritual way uh june carter died shortly after the release of this album okay yeah she did feature in the video uh as an important part of his life and uh it was very poignant i remember because there's i mean like this whole series of recordings there was sort of like a bit of psychodrama attached to it because i mean he was he, like, whenever the last one came out, yeah. he died not too long very after that. Very shortly after yeah. the last one, yeah. And he was very, uh, and, and we'll talk about this in a minute with the second song I want to look at here, but he was also very much, um, I think he was, yeah, he was recognizing his mortality. And there's a lot of very strong religious themes in much of this music. Uh, but My the, own personal... <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. We'll play that. Oh, are we playing that? Is that on <laughs> we that could, one as well? We could. Well, okay. I had two for sure, and I was going to surprise and just pull well, we can, a random we can, we can, ra- we can wrap up the show with that one. That's a great song. Yeah. Uh, so let's play the first one. We just talked, we just mentioned it. It's uh, It was the big hit off of it. And uh, probably one of the grimmest songs. Yeah, Trent Reznor, I think, wrote it, did he not? Yes, I believe Yeah, he Trent yeah. Reznor wrote it from Nine Inch Nails. A great song. Love Nine Inch Nails. Uh, and a great uh, song. But Trent Reznor did say, I guess, he was quoted after he, he was kind of concerned about Cash covering this because he thought, it, well, this is going to be gimmicky, like, you know, the alt music hero and the old country hero. This is going to be very gimmicky. But after he heard it and after he saw the video, he's like, that song now belongs to Johnny Cash. Like, Yeah, that's, that's one of those covers that it, That's Cash's song now. That, yeah. yeah, this is it. So uh, Reznor totally recognized that. So, yeah, let's take a listen. Here we go. 
I hurt myself today to see if I still feel I focus on the pain the only thing that's real the needle tears a hole the old familiar sting try to kill it all away but I remember everything what have I become my sweetest friend everyone I know goes away in the end and you could have it all So an interesting contrast there, as we were listening to one of the grimmest songs to uh, to, to be a hit. We just watched uh, Sebastian Touton really kill it on the the big air. I don't yeah. know, is this the second round? Well, he didn't hurt, that's for sure. No, no, it was yeah. it was an impressive. But that song, a great tune. The, yeah. The, the American Recordings album I think I'm most familiar with is actually the first one, I think. Is that the one that had the cover of Rusty Chains? Break these rusty chains. Yes, yes that's from that number was, one. Because I mean, and I don't. I'm not that familiar with the later ones. I liked that one because it was mostly traditional folk songs with the occasional um, pop cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't yeah, know if it got more and more pop. Which covers. you still kind of have with this one because he, uh, you know, there's some pop covers in this. There's an, a song by Sting uh, that Sting wrote in this. Uh, there's a few other ones, but. What I like about, and I guess we'll get to it, why is yeah. this my top album eventually. Yeah. And we'll actually get to it uh, to a degree with the next song I'm going to talk about. And we're going to put out. Now, this is one of the only, I think, two songs on the album that Cash actually wrote. Okay. Yeah, most of I didn't. Are oh, I thought I thought he didn't write any of them. I thought no. that was the American recording. Kind no, of... he actually wrote two. I think he wrote two. I don't want to say gimmick. But yeah, yeah, gimmick. Yeah. Yeah, which was exactly what Trent Reznor <laughs> didn't want <laughs> you to think. Exactly. And I've got gosh, a marionette. Yeah, thank you. Look yeah. at this. Yeah. Uh, so you know, I think he wrote two, maybe three songs at least off the America Four album. And this is one of them. It's called The Man Comes Around. Oh, no, he didn't write this. Yes, I'm he pretty, did write this. I thought this was Nick Cave. Uh, no, songwriter Johnny Cash. I'm looking no at it with kidding. Our, with, at our, going to our research department Oh, my goodness, right yes, now. our research department yeah. is... is Confirms uh, it was written by Johnny Cash. I always thought this, this was a Nick Cave album. No, song. for this song, for I this album. Dan corrected. Let's listen to it, because this is a killer tune. Oh, this is fabulous. Yeah, and let's I go. I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder... One of the four beasts saying, come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse. There's a man going round taking names. And he decides who to free and who to blame. 
Everybody won't be treated all the same. There'll be a golden ladder reaching down when the man comes around. The hairs on your arm will stand up at the terror in each sip and in each sup. Will you partake of that last offered cup or disappear into the potter's ground when the man comes around? Hear the trumpets, hear the pipers, 100 million angels singing, multitudes are marching to the big kettle drum. Voices calling, voices crying Some are born and some are dying It's Alpha and Omega's kingdom come And the whirlwind is in the thorn tree The virgins are all trimming their wicks The whirlwind is in the thorn tree it's hard for thee to kick against the pricks. That is a great tune. Isn't that I amazing? Love that song. So obviously laden with biblical references. Book of Revelations? Yes. So uh, this, is... this is my reference. Thank you, Wikipedia. Revelations chapters 8, 9, and 11. I thought it was 8, 9, and 11. Uh, I was going to say 8, pipers, 9, and 10. 100 but, yeah. million angels singing. Uh, Revelations 5, 11. Uh, and then... Of course, the lead into the album is from uh, Revelation six one two on the four horsemen of the apocalypse. I don't understand this. Like uh, evangelicals, they just love Revelation so yeah. much. Yeah. I mean, like Jesus didn't even write that bit of the Bible. I know, and even like the Alpha and Omega with a reference to God on Alpha and Omega in Revelations. Yeah, I mean, this is a heavily, heavily laden uh, Christian song fascinating uh so but it's none of the nice bits it's just no like none the, of the loving yeah, pieces yeah, yeah, of the bible it's, it's all the revelations pieces of the bible oh man the you know how he came about writing this song it was from a dream oh that he had where he dreamt that queen elizabeth ii uh was he was in a conversation with her and yeah. she compared him to a thorn tree in the whirlwind quote unquote uh he you woke know what up, she said the same thing to me <laughs> She's cheeky like yeah, that, though. You know? Oh, your majesty. She's always... Behave. Oh, she's flirting with all of us. Yeah. You know? Such a cheeky monkey. Uh, so Cash was somewhat haunted by the dream, woke up, and was like thinking like, oh, well, first off, I'd be haunted. Why am I dreaming about Queen Elizabeth? Weird. And then second of all, yes, a you know thorn, uh, thorn in the whirlwind, apparently referenced from the Book of Job. So... Oh, Book of Job, okay. So yeah, you've got some, so... Maybe some legitimate Bible. Some, not just all that crazy yeah. King James stuff. So, um, a great song. So, uh, I am not a man of faith. Get out of town. Yes, newsflash. Yeah, uh, Yeah, because your, your, your crucifix is upside yeah, down. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. Uh, not really one that follows... Oh, oh who, just, uh, just, who... That's the one Canadian just fell. Is that Perot? Uh, no, no, Perron's in second, first place. Uh, yes, people, at a time, this podcast will not be timely because we're watching the 2018 Olympics <laughs> while it's on. 
more professional podcasters yeah. would actually care. But where, where, where are the next uh, Olympics? Winter Beijing Olymp- Winter Olympics. Is it Beijing? Beijing? Yeah, exactly. So anyway, so are they just going to use song. the Summer Olympics stuff and just all combine them together? No, no I mean like oh, all the stuff, stuff left over, like the birdcage. What has been like? Thing? Yeah, like like ten yeah, years. That's a good point. They yeah. had the Olympics recently. Yeah. Anyways, back oh, to this very somber and important song. So yeah. I'm not a man of faith, but I am somewhat fascinated by religion oh me too me too yeah, i mean i'm the same way like i i yeah. do not have like it in my heart yeah to, but to I believe the stories but they're the, great stories and the doctrine and the uh pageantry and and everything that goes with religion is amazing so this song to me is just is is so fantastic for that exact exact reason yeah you know and no one delivers it like johnny cash I mean that, baritone, and that's the thing, right? It's a preacher's voice. It's a preacher's voice delivering, a, delivering you know, this brimstone, brimstone from Revelation. Yeah. So, uh, if you if you do the research I did, which is literally Wikipedia, <laughs> <laughs> you're bragging about you your research. Really dove into yeah. Wikipedia. Sorry, I'm just making th- shit up for my. Fair enough. Uh, you really get an i you get a reference to all the pop culture references that this song was used in popular culture and it is off the charts man like the amount of movies tv shows that have used this at some this song uh at some point is uh really quite impressive but i have a very recent reference to it uh, as i was uh recently traveling for work and uh you know uh, operation dumbo drop was not yeah. on the yes. tv or on the movie stream on the airplane and i watched the last X-Men movie, Logan. Have you seen this movie? Oh, that's a great movie. It's a great movie. That is and that is too good to be an X-Men it's movie. Too good to yeah. be, it's too good to be a superhero movie. Yeah. It's not a superhero movie, actually. Yeah. And that movie ends with this song. Yeah, with that the, sounds about the, right. I mean, I don't remember Logan, that. But, and, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and you're very sad with the death of Logan, especially when you look towards, like, I won't kill the movie for people, but just how the movie plays out and, and how dark it is, yeah. yet strangely hopeful yet still very dark. I thought it was I thought it was surprisingly dark movie. Like yeah. I, there, things happened in that movie yeah. that I did not think were going to happen. A hopeful conclusion to some yeah. degree, but not so much for Logan. Yeah. Um this is a great and a, you know and a character like Wolverine who has had this constant tortured exposure between doing what's right <coughs> and doing what's easy. Uh, and I know that life, life. And a life. I chose what's easy. <laughs> <laughs> just just to clear up that. Right? Watching Watching Big Air or yeah. doing the yeah. podcast. Yeah. I'll watch Big Air, thank you very much. While doing the podcast. Yeah. Um, I found that this uh, song was a great, uh, a great, yeah, a great wrap-up to that movie. And uh, it creates sort of, uh, it's so cliche to say, like a timelessness to it. But, you know, here, I mean, this album was released in 2002, 2003. Uh, Logan came out, what, last year, two years ago? Not even. Like uh, uh, twenty seventeen. You know what time? I'm I'm I forgot how old I was the other day. Really? I thought I was forty three. No, you're not forty. No, I'm not forty three. In my defense, I have been forty three, so it's yeah, not like a number so I just made you're up. Just referencing it's like I have it. I have experience. I'm twenty one. Yeah, um, it's not practical. No, but I'm not forty three. I know you're not forty three. Yeah. You're the same age as me. Yeah. No, no, I'm I'm the same age two as months me. younger oh, than you two months younger yeah than me. but the two important months yeah the spring months <laughs> the spring months um at, at any rate uh so here we are 15 years later from the from the release of this album and this song is still finding its way into movies yeah. which shows how like 
you know, a cash written song and instant classic, you know, uh, a, 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 a beautiful, a beautiful song, even for someone who's not uh, someone of faith, I think still quite fascinating. I do want to, I don't usually pull three songs from the album. I'm going to pull three I'll pull songs. three songs. I'm going to pull three from mine. Tonight, yeah. yeah. So uh, this is. A, but you're not getting personal Jesus if you pull another one. No, no. Because we're going to. Oh, I'm not I getting can, personal Jesus. I'll, I'll give you personal Jesus. It can play over our. Yeah, yeah. Our, our sign off, so yeah. to speak. Uh, I'm not crazy about personal Jesus. I thought he went too far with personal Jesus. Like, yeah. like, like he was sort of developing a theme, saying. like sort of slightly gothy religious. Yeah. Um, yes. You know, references. He was. And, and I was like, like, boy, I hope he doesn't do personal Jesus. And yeah. then he turned around and did personal. Also, his voice, like, personal Jesus is a silly freaking song. And it doesn't suit his. All alone songers. on the telephone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Reach out and touch someone. Yeah, you know, yeah I mean, it's, it's not good. It, it, and it's it's very much one of these things just doesn't belong. It wasn't good when Depeche Mode did it and he didn't. Yeah, like, you can't bring gravitas, which is basically what he was trying to do with the American recording songs, to an intrinsically silly song. Yeah, so there's a couple of Depeche. Now I feel mean. Oh, it's okay. Right. You know, yeah. So wasn't Martin Gore? Wasn't he? Didn't I, he write that from Depeche? I, yeah, I think. Mode? Yeah, yeah. I've forgotten. Aaron uh, would know all this. Stuff. So He's a huge... I, we'll we'll play one. I wouldn't mind playing two, but we'll play one more. Well, we play two. Okay, go on. No, I want to play two more, but we won't you play, play two? two more. No, no, let's do it. We might play two more. Okay, I'll be I'll be quick on mine. Okay, so one is an as a uh, so the the writer of this version is Tex Ritter. Uh, I feel we've talked about Tex Ritter. No, before, but, but he, I can't remember who he is. Probably should have. So he's kind of an uh, iconic old American uh, country and western. Was he one of the talking heads on that um, animated um, show I showed you he about? Might have been. No, he's dead. Like, Tex Ritter's passed away a okay. long time ago. But he's like from the Hank Williams era okay, of country yeah. music. Uh, his son, John Ritter. No. Yes. John Ritter was Tex Ritter's son. Crazy little bit of pop culture reference. Anyways, Tex Ritter rewrote an old Irish uh, folk ballad and and performed it independently back in the 50s. Cash puts it on this. It's called Sam Hall. Oh, I love that. So now I know... um, The The Irish, the folk version of this probably. Yeah, I think it's the Irish Descendants. Irish Descendants, that's who did it. They do a great version of it. Uh, I am not... Uh, allergic to this version I think it's not I, I like this version Let's have a listen Yeah Well my name It is Sam Hall Sam Hall Yes my name It is Sam Hall It is Sam Hall My name It is Sam Hall And I hate you One and all And I hate you One and all Damn your eyes I killed a man, they said, so they said I killed a man, they said, so they said I killed a man, they said, and I smashed in his head And I left him laying dead, damn his eyes But a-swingin', I must go, I must go A-swingin', I must go, I must go a-swingin', I must go, while you critters down below Yell up, Sam, I told you so, well, damn your eyes I, 
a lot different from the Irish folk yeah. ballad version. But uh, it still keeps the uh, oh the darkness the, the, and, and the damn your eyes bit. Yeah, I like. I that. love old timey swearing. I love. Speaking of swearing, old timey and newfangled. Yes. Um. I, so we mentioned last time that we're on we're on iTunes. I noticed that, and I'd forgotten I'd done this, but I noticed when I was looking at us on iTunes that there's like the big, well, it's actually quite small, um, uh, explicit lyrics. Are is that on there on, for us? On our, on our side. It's, I felt so badass. Who did that? Who rated well, that? Well, it's iTunes? because, no, no, I, I, I indicated that there was going to be, some, some, be swearing, some swearing. Just be, yeah. You, you're not given like a... a We're a, keeping it real. It's not a spectrum. We're you know, keeping it's it like real. yes or no. And yeah. so, but man, I felt like... I felt like, yeah, fuck you, Dipper Gore. Yeah, you know, so true. But but so man, true. I really did. I was like, we're producing something pretty edgy, 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 edgy and real, or swear laden garbage. Well, that bit, but yeah. uh, <laughs> one of the two, one of the two. But yeah, now that we've like crossed that threshold, feel free to, to just to swear it up. Yes, yeah. yeah. have more fun with it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Sam Hall. I really like that song. I I always liked that song as an Irish ballad. Yeah. And I like Cash's uh, rendition of it here. Uh, I'm going to close off on this album yep. with one more song because uh, I'm just hogging up all the. Yeah, no, no, it's tonight. okay. And it's a podcast. It is. A, it's not like this is our last. No rules. No, we're just breaking down barriers, <laughs> man. Uh, so this song, this is one of my favorite songs of all time, and I think Cash does a great job of it. Again, not one he wrote because you know kind of trying to keep with this uh this um uh genre or this uh, motif with the america yeah. recordings this is a classic bit of americana uh written by hank williams uh senior i'm so lonesome i can cry let's go straight to it hear that lonesome whippoorwill he sounds too blue to fly the midnight train is whining low I'm so lonesome I could cry I've never seen a night so long When time goes crawling by the moon just went behind a cloud to hide its face and cry. Did you ever see a robin weep when leaves begin to die? That means he's lost the will to live. I'm so lonesome I could cry. How miserable were people in the oh. 1940s? Uh, You'd think they would have loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like like big white pants. Yeah. Hats, hats, Nazism's everyone had over. hats. Also, yeah. also winning the We're war. We're literally drinking at work. Yeah. Like you can drink at work if Mad Men is any indication. Um, so uh, 
voice that you guys heard in there, not just Cash on this one, Nick that Cave. Was me. Oh, Nick Cave. Nick yeah. Cave doing uh, doing some good yeoman work here with Cash on that. That song. Uh, so here's a fucking shocker. Uh, so Hank Williams wrote that while he was drinking in a bar. Get Sh- shortly after out of he town. and his wife had a falling out. So yep. That's a surprise. I guess maybe that's it. Like everybody was drinking so much. Yeah. They were constantly You're, fighting with their loved ones. Nothing and then chases going to the bars. blues away like a depressive. Yeah. 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 Nothing chases the blues away. Like Patsy Klein. Like I always liked the uh, idea of yeah. Patsy Klein. And a beautiful voice. I acknowledge it. The music Lovely is sad, song. Man. But oh my God. Like I couldn't. Yeah. Couldn't listen to that on a Very consistent depressing. basis. It just crushing. But uh, so this song, uh, you know, I the Hank Williams version, as most people know, it's a, a little quicker. I wouldn't say a lot quicker, a little quicker. Uh, but this is great, man. Like I, think, it's good. It's uh, good. I, he doesn't. He doesn't own that song, and I don't think there's any. No, you know, no, it's not like hurt. Suggestion. So yeah. if we could go through like a, um, you know, a, a trail through these songs that we've heard off this album. I mean, well, obviously. Um, a man comes around is his song. He wrote it. Hurt. He made that his song. Sam Hall, a Irish ballad that's been redone in multiple yeah. ways. He he does an own little spin on it. And then this one that he, you know he doesn't own. It's still Hank Williams's. It, the original version is what it is. But I think uh, Cash. Yeah, I think he does a good job. I like its inclusion on this album. Yeah, yeah. No, I was doing. There we go. America yeah. Four. Why it was my top album. Uh, first off, shortly before Johnny Cash, or sh- this was released shortly before he died. So, and I always loved Johnny Cash, uh, even as a kid. And so this, you know, has that kind of personal, you know, that reference. And then uh, shortly after he died, when they they put the the video for Hurt pretty much on a constant yes, replay. Yes, they did. Didn't maybe they? a bit too much, but uh, regardless, I think it had uh, a, a poignancy to it when when someone has recently died, and you can definitely tell. He is approaching that moment in his life. Uh, I think an album like that, even when well, you're not I mean, approaching a death. I mean, comparing comparing like his death to say, you know, some of the ones that happened in 2016, like like Prince or, mm-hmm. or Bowie, where it was very sudden. Very like, sudden. I mean, I mean, I think Bowie knew he was dying, but nobody else did. Um, yeah. Prince, obviously, you know. Well, and I think when was, Cash, but with least, Cash, it was like he knew yeah. it. And he was singing about it as it was happening. He's telling you what's happening. Yeah. Exactly. And he's not just telling you about like this impending uh, end of his existence. It's all about the journey to that point. Yeah. And, and that's why Hurt, I mean, a song written uh, and performed in a completely different way uh, by a different band, by a whole different genre of music. Yeah. Cash transforms it and makes it his as this sort of expression of his life. Yeah. Um, it, and it, and yeah, it moved me. Like it, like, it moved me. Like, it really... Someone who wasn't facing death, I really had a... First off, a poignant feeling of this icon of music who I always loved is now gone. And also a sense of, of his own uh, realization of his mortality. And Jude Carter always seemed like such a nice lady. Like, I've never Beautiful. read any biographies yeah, or seen um, any of the movies. But, yeah. I mean, her on... Um, Folsom Prison, live from Folsom Prison, when yeah. it comes on and does uh, Jackson. It's like, Jackson? Just, first of all, what a voice. And Amazing second of all, like, like a little spitfire. You know? yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, her death, I think, obviously was what, like a few, like what was it, about a year? Not even a it, year it wasn't, before. Yeah. Wasn't, it was less than a year yeah. before his. Um, it, that was the, that, you know, obviously, as we just said, like he was dying. I think he knew this. We all knew this. You could see it. He was an old, old We're man. all dying, Brad. We're all dying. Yeah. Cash a little closer yeah, to death true. than yeah. you and I are. Yeah. He, was, our, he was better at despite it. Despite us that. being 43. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, 
but uh, her dying before him, that was like that obviously yeah. gutted him. Like I, you know, being away from her and her uh, uh, her appearance in this video is is very poignant. Um, I, I know we're talking about albums. Go Google the video, man. Yeah, like, yeah. Have people Google the video. It's it's powerful. All right, All right, that's it. Boy, I've tied up a lot of time. All right, we're done. Good night. Ned. <laughs> Ned doesn't get an album tonight. No, we're get, we're doing an album because we're doing an album because this is, I think I mentioned this last time. This is my album favorite album of all time. Oh, that's right. It took some thinking. It took some. It took some some doing. Not that I was like I had like a huge range. It was between this album or the album that came immediately before it by the same artist. So the album we're talking about is Elvis Costello's Armed Forces. Oh. Okay, so this goes full this circle. Is good. Full circle, because I think we started this show back in 2008. Um, I was talking about um, uh, Tom Lehrer's... Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and saying that I discovered it sifting through my, my parents' record collection. And this album was in my parents' co- record collection. I think I listened to it maybe once. It had a weird cover of Stampeding Elephants. That was, you know, I was probably like eight or nine years old. I didn't get it, didn't like it, and never listened to it again. But it wasn't until probably I was in my early 20s um, when I rediscovered it. Well, I, I rediscovered or discovered Elvis Costello. You can in, rediscover yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I That's mean, a thing. So I discovered him via the album that came immediately before this, which is an absolute classic, uh, this year's model. Mm. And and I had this, I had this, literally a sleepless night two nights ago. It may, may, I may have been sleepless because I had a cold. But anyway, I was I was up. <laughs> Which I, was I like, can oh, hear. No. You sound quite Yeah, yeah. But but I was I was in this dilemma about whether I should do this album or the album before it. I'm going with this album because I think it's more a concise statement. The album before is a is a faster, punkier album. Uh, I, I it may have more emotional pull for it, but this album I think is probably the better album. So I'm just gonna kick it off because we, we are going a bit long here with um, one of the better-known songs from that album, and this is Oliver's Army. in the world it has more words than necessary yeah yeah i uh, know like a bit of a chorus yeah a bit of chorus but just gra- tons and tons of words cram as much every as everything is a historical reference it's about the british army british so it's army, like it's yeah. loaded up with references with particularly um post-world war ii um various oh, military yes. actions so there's there's a reference overrun by the chinese line is a reference yeah. to korea yeah um, like Gloucester, different yeah palestine is is you know when they were they were trying to hold the uh the israelis and the arabs apart yeah. in palestine and getting blown up doing that like i mean it's, it's that's impressive yeah it's that's like an impressive song 
it's a it's a great tune, all overlaid with a big sort of new age, no new age, pardon me, new wave uh, beat. Some, well, some a lot of it reminds me of like something Springsteen would have done, but like lots of piano. There's uh, it's know. interesting because I always think of Springsteen as the quintessentially um, American act, and Elvis Costello is one of the quintessentially English acts. Yeah. But there's they have so much in common. They do. I mean, one one interesting tidbit of trivia that that. A lot of people know, but not everyone. Um, his first album, Elvis Costello's first album, mm-hmm. My Aim is True, was not... So th- this band, his backing band, so it's officially Elvis Costello and the Attractions, but the first album that he recorded uh, was with a band called Clover, who went on to become the news in Huey Lewis, Lewis and, and the, the News. news? Yeah. Really? I had no yeah. idea. And on that album, the the, the Americana is, is more apparent. But okay. yeah, there's... And, and some of these later songs, it's like, oh yeah, this is definitely a new wave album. But there's there's still very much... And uh, there's a, a Springsteen. Because Springsteen's another one who's using like tons and tons of words. Crammy and and so yeah. the song I'm thinking of is... Uh, oh, what's the name of the song? Like Last Chance Power Drive? Um... Oh, I can't sing it. I'm not going to sing it on our podcast. Oh, sing it. Uh, Belt it out. No, I'm not going to. No one's listening. We'll put some research into it and we'll... uh, Yeah. Yeah, like a lot of words, a lot of going into it, a lot of instrumental. Like the E Street Band had like, what, 700 people. Yeah, and this guy, this guy, so who's the big band in um, the E Street Band, the saxophone player? Sort of their kind of... Uh, E Street Band. Uh, Let's go to our research department. Because yeah. this band has Steve Naive as the the keyboard player, and you'll okay. see, you'll hear in the, some of the later songs. There's like there's all there's a this is very keyboard forward music, right? With some uh, with some great different Cl- organ Clarence sounds. Clarence Clemens. Clarence Clemens, yes, that's who, the big yeah. man. Yeah, the big man. Uh, he was a big man too. Uh, the cool thing there that it has uh, what's his name from the Sopranos. Uh, was it is band. yes. Yeah. Um, um, who has the same name as the guy Van Zant? Yeah, but he's, who I was always related to. They're the not guy related. From, no, they're not related. From Leonard Skinner. Yeah. yeah problem. It's so funny to see him on the Sopranos and then see him performing in, uh, which is great because he's you know from New Jersey. Sopranos, yeah. New Jersey, uh, E Street Band, quintessentially a New Jersey yeah. uh, rock band. And uh, seeing him like performing with a bandana on his head in the videos like Glory Days and stuff like that, and then seeing him on the I Sopranos. always thought he had cancer. That's why I had the pandemic on. <laughs> like for a sense. while, I honestly did that think that. That makes sense. No, he's just holding back a fabulous big pompadour. Yeah, God, and that would be great hold, to have that much of a pompadour that, that you needed to like. So like, hold some, it back. Some, some, something with tensile strength. You need to, to, a cancer yes. bandana to hold yeah. that down. That's a thing. We're, we're, we're getting off topic. We're going way long here. That's let's, okay. Let's, 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 let's music, do another man. two. Because honestly, like this album, I love it so much. I just want to play the songs. You guys can will obviously be converted once you hear the music. I love that song. 
in part, again, because tons of words, but it's like the meanest song about office politics, the catchiest song <laughs> about like office, office politics, politics that, uh, that, and, and I think again, it's a, it's a reference to the military or, or government through, well, through all well, the album is called armed. Uh, yeah. Armed. For, uh, yes. Armed forces. Armed forces. Yeah. yeah. Senior service was a brand of cigarettes. Really? Yes. It's also the Navy. Na- yeah. It is yeah. Navy yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I just remembered the Springsteen song I'm thinking of. Oh, yeah. Born to Run. Oh, Born to Run. Yeah. yeah Tramps yeah. Like Us. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. A lot of piano, a lot of beat. Yeah, yeah. Much like Oliver's Army. Yeah. Yeah. And there's another song on this that, that, that I'll close off my time with, um, which is like that. But uh, but this song is like, I mean, if if you worked for the government, which I may know some people who do, I mean, like, the the, the, the obsessions that they're talking about, like, locations of offices and, <laughs> and like, like, pension benefits, like... That you can work that into such a catchy song with also like this mean sort of. I'm surprised it hasn't it. come up during this podcast. Yes, yeah. It's, yeah. it's such a great, uh, it's such a great tune. And keeping on the theme, Elvis Costello had a big paranoia theme. This was, this was the late seventies. So he's, he's obsessed with the, I don't want to say obsessed. I'm going to say obsessed with, with the rise of the national front in British politics. Um, yeah. Once Thatcher came in, he wrote a lot of songs reflecting that he wrote one of the great sort of anti-war songs about the Falklands war called Shipbuilding. not on this album a few years later, but, but here's one about, again, just reflecting that paranoia that, that permeated a lot of new age, uh, new age, God, new wave music. Um, and this one's called Green Shirt. There's a smart young woman on a light blue screen who comes into my house every night. And she takes all the red, yellow, orange, and green, and she turns them into black and white. But you tease, you flirt, and you shine all the buttons on your green. Yourself, but somebody's gonna get it Better cut off all identifying labels Before they put you on the torture table Cause somewhere in the quizzling clinic There's a short time type is taking seconds over minutes So, uh... A lot of uh, fascist references there. Yeah, again, again, like his his previous album, uh, this year's model, which I encourage everyone to go listen to, is just riven with with fascist, <laughs> fascist references. Remarks. Yeah, so some quizzling uh, in there. There's and, some there's yeah. some quizzling, you know, yeah. the green shirt. And again, yeah. it's you know, as you say, like the album's called Armed Forces. He it was a it was a strange time in British politics. He he's very tuned into uh, to politics, although not writing sort of in the in the sense of like sort of more sixties political songs where it was sort of you know anthems for a cause. Yeah, this was more just plain cynicism, cynicism and frankly yeah. sarcasm. And he's he's great at sarcasm. He was on a great run with this album. So, so there's a there's a there's a music critic, great music critic, who's really into Springsteen, by the way, called Steve Hayden Hayden, I think, um, who was talking about the mythical four album run, like how hard it is for bands or artists to do like four really great albums in right. a row. And and the the example he cited was the Rolling Stones going from Beggar's Banquet, Let It Bleed. Uh, Sticky Fingers and Nightmare, Nightmare, Nightmare. <laughs> Exile on Main Street, as like four just just classic albums in a row 
nothing in between to break it up. And he said, like, you know, and I think the point he made, it's been a while since I've read it, was that nobody else could do this. And I would say that Elvis Costello did the same thing, possibly a five album run, if you if you exclude the cover albums and and best ofs that he did in, in between between my my aim is true this year's model this album armed forces get happy and uh imperial bedroom i think it was imperial bedroom was was the last one like five albums in a row that were just the golden age for me of elvis costello i i once had a professor who was like who i said yeah i'm a big elvis costello fan he's like oh wow did you pick up the latest one i was like no of course i didn't pick up the latest (laughs) yeah i mean string was back in the day yeah yeah. like for, for me elvis costello was like stopped at kind of like 1982 1983 but but i guess and i guess actually in that respect i'm not a true elvis costello fan because i've picked up a few of his later albums and and i'm sure they're good but they don't they don't have that essence that I'm looking for sure, from from a great sure. Elvis Elvis Costello. In part because his preoccupations have changed. Like he's, yeah, he's, he's no, no longer, longer as, as political yeah. in the same way. He's not he's not as concerned and and weird about it, about the same things. And also he he tried to become a jazz songwriter, and I'm like, ah, it loses a bit of it. Edge. It, it, it yeah, it loses the edge. It loses yeah. the urgency and the immediacy when I'm he's he's it. just trying to write the classic song. And yeah. I mean, like, no, no, I like it when he's he's responding to the world that's going on around him. So one of the great songwriters, I'm just going to wrap up with one yeah, last song. let's listen to one, my friend. Not one that he wrote. This is one that's written by, I don't know how many of his albums, his early albums were produced by this guy, Nick Lowe, um, but most of his early ones were. Uh, Nick Lowe is also a songwriter in his own right and a musician. Um, wrote What did he write? He wrote, I Knew the Bride When She Used to Rock, rock and, and Roll. roll? That was, yeah, that that's was, Nick Lowe? That's Nick Lowe. Yeah. So every wedding I've ever been to, I have him to blame? He yeah. wrote this song. Which is a great tune, and I think Elvis Costello, and I, I've never actually heard Nick Lowe's own version of this, but uh, Elvis Costello does this one. It sounds a lot like, particularly the beginning, like the old uh, Daily Show theme song, but it, it goes on to be a really good tune, and that's What's So Funny About Peace, Love, and Understanding. kind of like the music we were talking about before with like you know just good old-fashioned guitar rock yeah. this is your kind of music yeah and it's also it's yeah it's a lot of fun it I, well i mean the message but blah blah, blah, blah. There, you yeah know. it is a it is a ton of fun and i like the i like this uh i like this recording of it because it's big it is very big there's yeah big. there's big music yeah. here, man there's piano going it's fun man uh so i don't doubt there's a ton of pop culture references yeah. to this song I have a vague one. Oh, nice a vague, one. obscure one. 
Uh, Joe Scarborough from Morning Joe. Yes, yes. Coffee, sh- you know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Morning Pro. So apparently he has a band. He does. I've heard uh, a snippet of one of his yeah, songs. Yeah, so he performed this song on uh, Colbert, The Tonight Show, with Stephen yeah. Colbert, uh, with his band, after shortly after he decided to uh, leave the Republican Party yeah. in response to Donald Trump's recent... Well, that's because Donald Trump was, was, like, mean to him, and is it his girlfriend or his co-host? That's his co-host. Okay, I'm pretty sure I've never seen the show. I think uh, Joe Scarborough had, uh, for quite a while during the Trump presidency, had been, like, sort of concerned with the state of the Republican Party and the quality of, like, you know, what is being produced for Republican leaders. And I think... I think if you waited to Trump to be concerned about the state of the Republican Party, you waited too late. Yeah, Yeah. you waited too late. But I do appreciate his choice of song as a a sort of a almost, you know, pointless uh, protest to the Republican Party. It's a rousing anthem. It's like... Is like you know why are we so angry about everything for like that is like literally the hallmark yeah. of a Republican now is just be pissed about something. Yep. Uh, there you go, Joe Scarborough. That's Holy everything I cow. got. What a well, what a journey tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Longest podcast ever. But I I think our best podcast. In fact, we ran out of computer. I had to go run out buy another buy computer, computer to uh, back, yeah turn it on. to record the rest uh, of this. Sebastian, we saw the entire. Uh, big air competition. Sebastian Touton won gold. Gold medal. Yeah. Good reference point here if anyone wants to. Who won yep. the big air competition in the 2018 Olympics? Yeah, so prosecutors, if you know, or or defense counsel, if we are charged with a crime that occurred. You know where we were yeah, exactly. this night. Yeah. Here we are. Uh, man, it's been fun. Five it's albums. Ten albums total. Absolutely. A journey. More of a journey than we were expecting. I think a lot. I longer. think next one should be a little bit shorter. What are we going to do for the next one? So I think we should let's start, hash it out while we're here. We're going to do a couple. Uh, we're going to do a few top fives in one, much like our Christmas special. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm calling them the top five ish because we're not going to be like we're it's, not going to be bound happens. to five. Yeah, you yeah. never get married a top five. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna let's let's gently get out of the swimming pool of music. Yes, we don't want to jump out of the pool. Let's slowly get out of I the pool. I think that's how you get into the pool. Isn't well, it? okay, let's gently jump into the pool then. I jump into another pool. And let's uh, do top five TV theme songs. Top five TV. Oh, okay. All right, we are easing ourselves out. That's a good one. This is a okay, good one. After that, I want to do top five military aircraft. I can't wait yeah. for that one. That one will require a bit of uh, research, which it is will. not our strong suit. It is not. We really see Other things that are not our strong suit talking coherently. Uh, editing podcasts, um, <laughs> general podcasts, making time to make decorum. podcasts. Yes, there's some there's there's some gaps. There are some there's gaps. Some gaps. We're learning. It's a journey. We appreciate all of you tuning in uh, for the. Thank journey. you for joining us on this journey. Good night, everyone. Your own. Personal Jesus Someone to hear your prayers Someone who cares Your own Personal Jesus Someone to hear your prayers Someone who's there